Chapter 26 Rachel! Cassie yelled a warning. Too late to retreat, Jake said. Go! I figured out that the eight blurry figures were hork when I was about three feet away from slamming into the first one. By then it was too late to stop. Kill the Gothner Andalites! A hork cried in the weird mix of languages that they use. Kill Frognut Andalite! Halaf kill all! Suddenly I realized I was cut. A searing pain radiated from my shoulder. I swung my paw and hit the hork in the head. He fell, but as he fell, he slashed with his Tyrannosaurus feet and ripped a second cut in me. Ah! From that point on, it was a nightmare of terrible images that seemed to float in and out of my hazy vision. I saw Cassie, with her bone-breaking jaws, sunk into the throat of a hork I saw Axe, his tail like a deadly bullwhip, lashing, cutting, lashing again, till one of the hork stood screaming, holding his own severed arm. I saw Jake and a hork locked in a deadly embrace as they rolled and slashed at each other with superhuman speed. I saw Marco fighting with one arm as he held his own sliced stomach together with the other hand. And everywhere, snarling, growling, raging, roaring noise. Look out! Rachel, behind you! Die, Gavratch! Die! Help! He's on me! I couldn't tell who was winning. I couldn't tell who was hurt. It all became one long cry, one long scream of rage. hork and Animorph. Alien and Animal. We were flesh and blood creatures thrown into a meat grinder. Thirteen deadly animals locked in a combat to the death. I felt the bear weakening as he was cut again and again by hork blades. I was losing blood. The human part of me knew that. I could feel my strength ebbing. I charged again and hit a hork in the stomach. I carried him along with my momentum as he slashed wildly at me. Crash! I'd hit something. Glass. It had shattered. A window. I had shoved the hork through the window. I heard the hork cry, dying away as it fell. A sudden flash of movement as something came zooming in through the shattered window. Tobias screamed as he spread his talons forward and struck the closest hork raking his eyes. The battle had turned. The hork had had enough. Maybe it was hearing one of their fellows fall sixty stories. Or maybe it was Tobias's arrival, strengthening our side. But whatever it was, the remaining hork ran. Three of them ran. The rest would not be running anywhere. Marco grabbed the crumpled door and slammed it back in place. Then, with what must have been the last of his strength, he shoved a desk in place to block the door. I'm hurt bad, Marco said. I gotta morph out, man. Do it, Jake said. Everyone, demorph. I'm okay, I said weakly. Rachel, Tobias said. Her left arm. I stared blankly at my left paw. It wasn't there. It was a stump. Demorphing, I said. I focused on my human body. My weak, but healthy, human body. Morphing is done from DNA, fortunately. DNA is not affected by injuries, so injuries do not follow you from one morph to another. Exhaustion does. As my human body emerged from the vast bulk of the grizzly, I felt so weary I was afraid I might faint. Through human eyes, I saw a scene of carnage. The hork lay sprawled around the room. Most seemed to be breathing. None were conscious. 
all were bleeding from claw and teeth wounds. Unfortunately for the hork they could not simply morph out of their injured bodies. Everyone okay? Jake asked, sounding as weary as I felt. Yeah, but that was way too close, Cassie said. We were in a large office. I could see that now, with my human eyes. Desks lay splintered. The carpet was ripped into ribbons. The walls were gouged. Floor-to-ceiling windows formed one wall. They were shattered. I remembered the hork falling and shuddered. There was a door in one wall. Through there, Marco suggested. Let's try it, I said. I staggered toward the door. It was not locked. A bare room. Tile floor. White painted walls. The wall of windows was blocked by heavy curtains. The room was empty, but for a large, massively built platform in the very center. It was a steel pedestal, maybe three feet high, eight feet long. And atop that pedestal was a machine the size of a small car. It was shaped like a cylinder, tapered to dull points on both ends. It gleamed brightly, like new chrome, as if it had just been polished. And it made a slight, low, humming noise. As I approached, I felt my hair stand on end from the static electricity. It was warm in the room, very warm. It smelled like lightning. The Condrona, Axe said. The Condrona, I echoed. For a full minute, we all just stood there, gaping at it. Rachel, Jake said at last, we need you to morph again. Can you do it? I nodded slowly. Elephant? Elephant. I don't know how else we're going to do it. We don't have any tools or anything. I morphed the elephant. Tobias flew outside to make sure there were no pedestrians below on the dark sidewalk. It took every last ounce of power that elephant had, but the Condrona did move. It did, slowly, in jerks and starts, slide across the floor. And when at last I shoved it through the windows, it did fall the sixty stories to smash into the concrete below.